Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 163. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at TandawaiUSA.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at TandawaiUSA. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. On this second episode of the COVID Chronicles, we chat with Ross the Tiki Boss Aliati. Ross recently returned from a visit to the Hawaiian Islands. While most of our lives were normal as he boarded the plane, things quickly turned south right after he left for the islands. And when his vacation was over, he returned to a very different world. We chat about how quickly things changed on the mainland during this short period and what his island experience was like as the COVID-19 pandemic became more serious during his trip. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by DesertOasisRoom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. Any purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this show on the air. Alrighty, grab a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room as we chat with our friend, Ross the Tiki Boss Aliati. Hey, man. What's up? Not much. How you doing? Good. Just uh, unpacking and stuff. Welcome home. Yeah, thanks, bro. You're not recording yet, are you? I am. <laughs> are you really? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known. I thought you were going to give me a little warm-up. Uh, you're getting it right now. So let's do a, a quick sound check. I just want to make sure that our levels are good. I think we're good. So welcome back to the new reality. Yeah, it's definitely uh, quite a bit different than when I left just a little over a week ago. When did you get back? Uh, let's see. Yesterday. Yesterday. No, okay. I'm sorry. Day before yesterday. So it's all messed up. You got back let's on St. Patrick's Day. I got back, yeah, late St. Patrick's Day. So flew in to Oakland, got in around a little after 10 at night. Okay. And didn't get back to Phoenix until late last night because I had to drive from California. Oh, so you drove from Oakland? Uh, well, no. I um, spent the night in Visalia and then got up and drove home yesterday. I think I left around 5. Okay. Got home around 1. Okay. About a little over eight-hour drive Dude, from Visalia here. They're talking about closing the state line. So yeah. all... <clears throat> All arteries coming in and out of the state, they're, they're talking about closing that. And by the time people hear this, those might already be closed. So you might have just made it home. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. If, um, I was thinking about a good thing or a bad thing, but I want to get stuck in California or not uh, come back to work today, which Dude. was weird. And yeah, I mean, I, that's where everybody's at for me. That's where my friends, my family are. So, I, you know, there's a part of me that's going, I'm going to get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might be better to get stuck in California. Yeah. Than I get, get stuck here. So, you know, um, know, Christian was in this dilemma, like maybe like two weeks ago, he was trying to decide whether or not he was going to, move out or stay in his apartment and the way things were going it was like they were they said that they were going to do all the classes for the rest of the academic year online but he's like so he's like if I move out I can get a housing credit but I still have to be there for labs I can't do labs online and he had one lab class so he's like you know, he had this decision to make. And then he finally turns to me and he says, I think I'm going to stay because, you know, that lab class only has 16 seats per quarter. So it's hard to get into. And I've already got it. So I, you know, he's like, it could delay my graduation and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I think it was yesterday. He says to me, I've changed my mind. I'm going to move out because um, you never know if they're going to lock LA down and then I might end up getting stuck out there and sure enough so today he goes out there and he moves out of his apartment which is surreal right because right it's March right and he gets home and probably an hour or so after he gets home they lock down LA so you know I know that a lot of kids were planning on moving out this weekend but now they're kind of shit out of luck you know wow so it's so fucked up man like you know i mean so what happens though if somebody actually packs their car and tries to leave la like are they going to get stopped and well I that's mean, a good question within the state of california right they said that there are you know it's supposedly like non-essential you know stuff you're supposed to stay home but if you have to go to the pharmacy to get your medication you know, or if they said if you go buy food uh, and things like that, right? I mean, they, that's apparently that's okay to do, but you know, all those people that work there have to still commute to work, so there yeah. will be people out on the road, you know. But it's it's just still going to be surreal, um, you know. I mean, like I'm I'm on my ninth day of not having left the house. Are you kidding me? You haven't left the house for anything in nine well, days. Well, so I've left the house twice. <clears throat> I left once to replenish supplies. Okay. And then I left again to like, you know, when I re- replenished supplies, we also bought food. But then I thought, shit, if they're going to lock everything down, I better deposit my, ch-. you know, I had a bunch of checks. I had to deposit like sponsor checks. Yeah. And then um, I had to ship some stuff. So I went and did all that. You know, and I did all that. Uh, what day is it today? I think I did all that last night, which means that um, I I just got it in, you know, before they locked everything down. So, um, wow, it's crazy. And you know, the thing is, like, I I didn't want to touch anything when I was out there. I didn't want to touch the ATM machine to deposit those checks. I didn't want to touch the the you know the the mail drop. Thing where is you that gotta, where you're at right now with this? Like, are you really that 
Like I don't, I'm not, I don't want to touch anything. I mean, yeah. I'm at work right now and I have to touch things. Yeah. Well, dude, so here's the thing you've been gone. So you don't know like how things have changed. <laughs> I mean, I've caught up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, last time I was talking to you, you were pretty much like laughing about, you know, I was, masks and things I was, like that. And now I was. Like, and right. I've, I've yeah, gotten things definitely changed in the week that I was in Hawaii. Oh, totally. So there's been this campaign to educate people on why we have to do this. And and then there's also been things that have been released that show how easily this virus spreads. Right. And now that I'm more educated on it, I'm actually kind of like, well, shit, I don't want to leave the house, you know, yeah. until it all clears up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want my life to be back to normal. I want everything to be back to normal. You know, but yeah, as of right now, man, it's like, okay, as long as this thing keeps spreading, it's, it just feels like you're playing roulette by just being outside and touching shit, you know? Right. Every time you go out and you know, that's what I'm kind of afraid of right now. I'm a little bit more afraid. I don't know if afraid is the right right word, but concerned that. I don't want to spread it to somebody else if, yeah, if I yeah. picked it up because I mean, in Hawaii, while this was all happening, you know, I'm just, I'm doing things as I normally would. So I'm shaking hands with people. I'm giving sure. people hugs. I'm walking or I'm talking to people very closely. I'm going to bathrooms. I'm not wearing gloves. I'm not sanitizing anything. Like I, I kind of joked earlier, you know, I went to a little noodle house, like just a shack where it looked like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff for a long time, eating communal tables. We're all using reusable chopsticks. Like, you know, I, cut my feet, I cut my hands, I had open wounds, yeah. you know, throughout the trip. I, See, you know, scary. so I was in, I was in multiple airports, you know, I, I was in multiple public spaces. So, uh, luckily at, at least as of right now, Hawaii doesn't have a lot of reported cases. I was in California a lot, but again, it has how many people are actually getting tested? How many people are walking but that's what it is because I don't know because there just aren't enough tests. So you don't know, right? So just because you don't know that there are people that are infected out there doesn't mean that they are not, you know? Absolutely. And and what's scary about this, obviously, like we already know all this, that this virus is, it, it, it can be spread with people that have no symptoms and it can live on surfaces for 24 hours. So that gas pump that, that an infected person used last night is still infected tomorrow morning when you use it. Yeah. You know, I've heard as long as three days and now I've even read that it can be airborne for up to three hours. And and that's, that's why I'm fucking scared to touch anything, you know? So, and I live in, you know where I live. I live in this little town called Eastvale and the, uh, was it yesterday on the news? Next to where? Uh, next to, uh, (laughs) Egypt, about two miles east of Egypt. (laughs) There's, they had this press conference on the news yesterday and they reported that there was a guy in his 40s that tested positive in Eastvale. Wow. And I guarantee that there are no test kits here in Eastvale. So there's got to be more people out here that have it that just don't know. And this is the same town that I had to go to the post office and I had to go to the bank and I had to, you know, and pump gas and touch all that fucking dirty shit. You right. Know? So. So I, th- I think that's that's scary, but it, I think it's also encouraging because when you think about the mortality rate that we're dealing with right now, they're only showing deaths versus reported cases. So right. if you think about all the unreported cases, the mortality rate is probably a lot smaller than what it looks to be right now. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the mortality rate, it's, it's scary. I mean, even here, it's you know it's over one percent, and it, in some areas, it's much higher. And yeah. And I think globally, it's like over 3%. So, I mean, that's might sound small, but, you know, when you're talking 
hundred million people, three million people ain't is not a small no, no, amount of that's, people. That's that's so. a huge number. Huge number. So, yeah. um, but I think you know, like we just talked about, it's scary to think that there are all these people walking around that are untested and that may be carrying the virus. But I, I think the silver lining there is that it also shows that not everybody who contract uh, contracts it is going to have really bad, severe, in some cases, no symptoms, or sh- haven't shown symptoms yet. I mean, right. but also that the um, mortality rate might not be as high as it seems to be once you factor everything in. All right. So tell me, how was Hawaii? Tell me all about it. I want to know how the trip was. And then I also want to know how the virus affected it and what you noticed. Well, you know, the trip was amazing. It was incredible. Um, and it was pretty much unaffected by the virus for the majority of, of the time. Like, right. you know, when I, and I left the night before I went and did some shopping and things were already, people were already starting to hoard a little bit. Um, you know, but I had went out the day before, went to target and saw plenty of water and, I had to go by Home Depot to buy some stuff and they had toilet paper at Home Depot. So it didn't, you know, it was not, it wasn't yet what what it led up to be. Got to Hawaii, checked into my resort and kind of just zoned out. I wasn't really watching the news or turning on the TV or, you know, looking at my phone, but I was kind of keeping up with texts on some of my friends. I was checking in social media very rarely. Um, We went up to the North shore of Oahu for the first two days and you know, we were just kind of secluded in, in a resort, yeah, just driving yeah. around and um, seeing friends. Got to go see, uh, shout out to Gecko and to see Gecko and um, his place. And, you know, I'm hugging him, yeah, shaking his hand, yeah. which I probably wouldn't do today. <laughs> you know, and um, went to see um, Chris and Chris out in Oahu as well and mm-hmm. spent some time with those guys. And uh, uh, we were being a little bit, you know, we were practicing a little bit of social distancing, but not really to the extreme. Sure. Uh, you know, everything was open. So, you know, I went to La Mariana, um, you know, went to up and down Waikiki on the third day, you know, went to uh, Dole Plantation, went to the Alani Disney Resort, had, you know, just was around going around drinking Mai Tais and going to beaches and just doing all the stuff that you do when yeah, you're yeah. in Oahu and um, uh, eating at restaurants and touching doorknobs and, you know, shaking hands with people. I, you know, that kind of stopped. Toward after the first couple of days though, like okay, I, I stopped on my own and because I, I, I could and um, <clears throat> I, I started to get a little bit of a sense, although I, I don't think I truly grasped it till I got home that things were getting a little bit worse and you probably shouldn't just be shaking hands with everybody yeah. that you see. And we we were using some hand sanitizers we ate and stuff like that, so we were taking some precautions, but um, I, I don't think it really hit me until I got home. And then yeah. I, you know, we um. We traveled to Kauai on Saturday, this last Saturday. So that would have been, uh, you know, I don't know when you're going to put this out, but I don't know what date that was. I want to say like the 11th that was or the, 12th or something so like that. So St. No, no, Patty's was, was the 17th, uh, which was on Tuesday. And so 16, 15, 14, it was Saturday the 14th. Yeah. So, And, um, you know, we were at bars we were out hiking we were out seeing stuff you know yeah. we weren't we weren't really we, well we noticed on the last day of our stay they shut down the buffet breakfast and and made everybody get room service which is a little funny like you know just to think about like you're being forced to get room service and that was how bad right, right. you know my every, while everything is getting really shitty out here 
as you know, we kind of you talked to me about it earlier. I was texting you that I, I didn't get to tour the Nepali coast as I planned, and um, the rain there was rains in right. uh, Kauai that stopped right. me from being able to get um, around in Princeville over to Tahiti Nui. And so, my, you know, my that was my concerns at the time was just that you know my trip was being spoiled a little bit. But again, you know, you could see that. That was the conversation towards the last two days. Yeah, we went yeah. to the pool on the last day. Got you know we're talking to people in the hot tub, and you yeah. know we're, everybody's kind of talking about coronavirus. But still, the attitude is kind of lax. Like we're still hugging and you know shaking hands a little bit. Yeah. You know we're getting into we're into public areas. But uh, I, I think when the the hotel shut down the breakfast the next day, which was the day we were leaving, that was the kind of the first thing that. The kind first of kind of like, wake well, okay, up, wake changing. up call, right? So, let's let's give a timeline for our listeners so they understand what you're uh, explaining to me. So, I was in Cabo. We flew down there on the first of March, and then we flew back at the end of the week. Um, when I got home, things were still mostly normal, although it was still in the back of my head. Right, you're hearing news reports, and you're seeing all these PSAs about washing your hands and, you know, you see that everything's starting to sell out. Like people are panic shopping already at that point. But while I was gone for that week, you know, when you're on vacation, you're oblivious to that stuff, right? Yeah. So in your right. defense, I mean, you're doing what you what people do on vacation. And then, so the last time I was at TKT was last week and it was Wednesday the 11th uh yeah wednesday the 11th so that was the day i got to on my trip i started my trip yeah that's when you started your trip and here's the thing i feel like that's the day that everything changed because we were talking you know with all the other guys in the bar about how the nba was going to start playing games without an audience and we thought that that was going to be unusual and the first game was going to be on thursday night which would have been the 12th March 12th. But before that could even happen, that same night of the 11th, uh, there was an announcement that was made that the NBA had decided to postpone the season for now. And there's rumors now that it's just going to be canceled. But so it went from going to, you know, playing without an audience to just not being played at all because several players tested positive, right? So they decided to shut it down right away. And they shut it down like, Minutes before tip off on a, at a couple of games, and wow. there's, there are stadiums full of people, right? So then that happened that night, and then the next day, they started closing shit down. They closed down like, you know, I, I think that's when they started announcing like bar closures and all that kind of stuff. So by the time the weekend came around, there was already, and this is just in a matter of like forty eight hours, you know, forty eight hours later, it's Friday. And a bunch of stuff is, you know, basically uh, shut down. And you are halfway through your vacation now at this point. So you're not seeing all this shit that's happening over here, man. And like, and it seems like it's changing like every hour, right? So right. Christian comes I mean, home. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And he, he does like what I said to you. My daughter is like, oh, they just... They just closed school down for a couple of weeks. They're closing it until the end of the month. And then that got extended to the end of April. And now it's like, they don't know if they're even going to resume the school year, you know? And what sucks is like, obviously, 
everybody's suffering and making sacrifices for this thing. But, you know, my daughter's a senior in high school, so there goes prom, there goes graduation, there goes senior, uh, uh, what do they call that, senior night, you know? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, she's like, yeah, she's like, there's jokes going around, like memes that our diplomas are going to be, you know, emailed to us in a PDF. And I, I felt for her because like, you know, like your senior year, that's when you, you go out and you party and you have fun with your friends. You have those graduation events and, you know, you're a senior, right? Like you you went through all those first couple of years to earn that kind of senior status. And then you enjoy that before you graduate and everybody goes their own separate ways. And so that's all taken away. My son has to move out of UCLA. Like all this shit happens while you're on vacation. So, and again, in your defense, like you you do what people do on vacation. You don't even think about it, you know? So you're I'm right. curious, like you come back, dude, the world has changed. Yeah. It, and, and, you know, when you were telling that and you talked about that night at the TET when basketball stopped, it reminded me, we, I went straight to La Mariana off the airport and we got there maybe four o'clock their time. So it's like seven and tip off's about to start. So I actually witnessed that. And that, that was one of the first things that gave me pause was, yeah. wow, they're stopping basketball and um you know and then i saw that they did the same thing with like base you know they canceled spring training and but you know i I, you know some of the some of what i think kept me thinking that it might not be as bad as people are are saying is is that if you go on social media it's mostly jokes and and people messing around at that point and still is to some extent well, I think that so, people are not really seeing the gravity of what is happening. I think people are still, you know, I think that there's a growing number of people that understand, you know, why the social distancing has to happen. But I still think that there are people out there that thinks that we're overreacting. Where, you know, again, after having educated myself over the past week, I no longer think we're overreacting. No, I don't and, think and, we are and, either. And also, I think people, this is how they cope with it, Right. Yeah. Sometimes you got to laugh at, you know, humor is something that I use to cope with things also, but I don't, I I don't know. And I'm, I haven't, you know me, so, you know, I've been on social media for a long time, but that type of coping mechanism to me is something that you share with close friends. And, you know, I don't, I I just, I don't know. I find it weird posting it online to everybody because not everybody deals with something as serious as this in a humorous way. Um, Although I agree with that personally on a one-on-one scenario, I don't know. I think it, it's. I don't think it helps to minimize it because not everybody is educated, and so people go on social media and see everybody joking around, and just kind of assume, oh, this is probably no big deal. Right. But but it is a big deal, and yeah, I don't think yeah. it. I don't think it helps to. Um, like I said, I think I think laughter is great. I think whether you're with your friends or you're texting, you know, one-on-one or you're just sending memes and shit like that, it's hilarious. Yeah. But. I don't know that it, it it's a good thing to scroll through your feed and just see a lot of jokes and sure. people are yeah. dying, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are dying, and it's going to get even. And it's going to get worse before That's it gets a scary better. Part, so, in my opinion, I, you know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, I, what was the tourism like in Hawaii when you were out there? I I've been seeing that there's a growing resentment for tourists right now because. The locals are thinking, I mean, they already hate tourists as they are, but they know that it's a necessary evil for that island chain to survive. But now they're looking at this and thinking, 
why the fuck are you here? You shouldn't be here. Like, why are you traveling? You know, I know that there were a couple of positive tests, positive test results that happened there that actually came from tourists. Yeah. So I think that's part of also why they have this resentment that like, hey, keep your germs over there, you know. Well, yeah. what was it like when you were over there? Were you were you feeling any kind of resentment? And, and what, what did the resorts and all that look like? Were they empty? Not at all. You know, when I got there, the resort that I stayed at um, on the North Shore of Oahu is still pretty full. Um, and the, you, actually, to be honest, the, the, the customer service, and we commented on this throughout the trip, was incredible. Everybody was top-notch and just treated us wow. amazingly for the most part. Um, I, I didn't get any of that. I, uh, that's good. Yeah, no, I didn't experience, I, I don't think it started to get, um, I, I just don't think it was hitting a lot of people there until probably the, towards the, the, the end of your the trip, middle right? of the trip, you know, you know, so we took an Uber and the Uber driver started talking about, uh, you know, how cheap trips had gotten. And then by the time we got to Kauai, one of the last days we, we went to the, um, we went to do a rum tour and then we, last minute and i texted you a little bit about this yeah. we went on this um plantation tour that had some rum in it and those guys were awesome by the way so i want to just real quick say that they are so far, uh, you know i hope that they make it they are um, i'll give them a shout out yeah they i'm trying to think of the name now um was it the kilohana kilohana plantation or was that the uh, kaloa they were the they were the um god now it now it's killing me they were they did a rum safari tour right now they're the only ones that are doing rum safari tours oh, so you, yeah you just search rum safari tours they're right by the Kaloa rum uh, tour but the guys who did it are incredible and they explained you know the whole that it's fairly new they just started doing these tours uh maybe uh six months ago i think that they said wow and um you know they said that this the tour that we were on could very well be the last tour that they do that they do. Wow. And they were really sad about it because, you know, they you know, they were getting heads up that they're, they might have to just stop. Yeah. Uh, at, at any point. And they had just started really kind of making back on the investment that they put in the place. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful tour. They built all these decks so that they can, cause it's, it's pretty much on like a Jeep and, um, and, uh, you know, they built these decks they can take you on and make drinks for you. And they gave you a whole history of the Mai Tai and the real history, which, you know, was cool when you're in, in right. uh, Kauai because you're not expecting them to talk about expect Trader Vic in Oakland. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what? So I want to stop and say real quick, I think that that just shows that the more that you educate people, the more that the truth starts to work its way into general society. Right. Before, everybody thought the Mai Tai was invented in Hawaii. And now for the first time in Hawaii, there's a tour educating people about the true origin of the Mai Tai. Which is incredible. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I loved it too. That was one of my favorite parts. And, and these guys that did the tour were incredible. I, you know, I hope the tour comes back. I'm sure it's, it's not running right now, but yeah. if it does, I hope people go out there and uh, support that tour and take the tour. It was a last minute thing for us. We just went to the Kaloa rum tasting yeah. and it's right next door. Um, and, uh, why, why can't I think of the name right now? It was like a real simple name. It was just, uh, but they did the rum safari tour, which is the only one there. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm forgetting your original question now because I kind of went off. I was just curious about what the tourism was looking like out there as far as like, you know, how busy places were and what the climate was like for tourists 
and locals, like how, how they were treating you guys? When we got towards the end, people were starting to try to change their trips to come home earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you know, when I, I went, like I said, I was, uh, at bars, we were just hanging out in public places and we started to talk to people and you started to hear people say things that they wanted to do were getting canceled. Um, well, partially because of rain too, but not, but I, I think some places were using the rain as an excuse because yeah, of the virus. Yeah. Also, it was kind of hard to tell which was really causing what, but, uh, there was definitely towards the end, a little bit of angst to get out, yeah. get home. Because people were starting to become afraid of being stuck there. I mean, the joke started to be at every bar we went to. Worst place to get stuck than this, you know, like kind of that kind of thing. Sure, yeah. But you know, truthfully, when you're in a situation that is not normal, you just want to be home. You know. Yeah. So like, screw that. I'd still rather be home. I'd rather be with my family and in the comfort of my and security of my home. Well, we started to hear stories of people. And, you know, this is all word of mouth. This is I, I don't know what's real and what's not at the at this point. But we're starting to hear stories of people saying talking about being quarantined and being stuck in countries that they don't you know, live in and town cities yeah, they don't live in yeah. and being put into gyms. And so people are starting to go, I need to get the hell home. I, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't want to be stuck out here. And um, and that's the paradox of traveling right now is that there's airfare that is so cheap because the airlines are obviously suffering tourism is suffering and you 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 get a cheap airline ticket to say hawaii or wherever you know you, you choose to go greece or or the caribbean or whatever and everything shut down right so why go so i go so yeah the, why go the to air, vegas the, the airfare is cheap casinos are shut down. all the casinos anywhere. are shut down yeah you know my son pointed out to me yesterday i think or the day before yesterday he's like check this out dad Round trip to Florida, 51 bucks. That's insane. It, it is. And for a split second, I thought, hmm, maybe I could go to the Maikai. <laughs> but, you know, obviously it's a selfish line of thinking. And so, but what if I do? What if I go out there? Is the Maikai going to be open? And I've been told now that it's not. They had to shut down because there's a mandate to shut restaurants and bars down. And so yeah. that would have been a wasted trip. Yeah, 51 bucks. It's cheap, but... What am I going to do, you know? And then I could get stuck in Florida. <laughs> you know? well, are these flights prices just for the immediate flights that are coming up, or can you book cheap flights for the future? I don't know. I thought about that. I thought, hmm, can I buy a ticket and then cancel the flight, cancel my reservation, I should say, and then hold on to the credit? But, you know, if the credit is 51 bucks, and then flights go back to normal pricing. You get fifty-one bucks off, right? Yeah, it's a coupon. It's at that point. I mean, but yeah, but then you get still, minus still change something. fees too, right? So, so yeah, there's no downside, especially if you're on Southwest. But I think a lot of the airlines right now are not having um, any change fees if a travel sure, is in yeah. March or April, or you booked it in March, even if it's outside of that time frame. Yeah, I, you know, and I can't speak for every airline, but I've been. We've been doing a lot of research because we've we've had a lot of trips planned, you know, and that's one of the things we're thinking about, too, is not being really aware of everything that's going on. I'm just sitting there getting emails going, oh, shit, Tiki Oasis is canceled in Arizona. Yeah. Bummed out about yeah. that, you know, and um, we were supposed to take a tour in Disneyland, like a private tour um, this not this weekend, but the coming weekend, I think the 28th and 29th of March and Disneyland shut down. Yeah. Which in and of itself is incredible because it's only been shut down one time ever, which was 9-11. And what's crazy is that 
not not only is Disneyland shut down, all of their properties are shut down, and all of their competitors' properties are shut down. So Knott's is empty. Universal Studios is empty. Disney World is empty. I mean, it's it's a ghost town and all those. It's crazy to imagine, you know, I'm sure that there's staff that still walk through there that have to do, you know, maybe some kind of maintenance of some sort, shutting down water lines and shutting down electrical lines. And they're walking through this park and there's absolutely no one there. And I've been told from people that have worked in Disney, you know, my ex-wife being one of them, that there's always people in that park, even after hours. There's They practice the parade on Main Street in the middle of the night, you know, with nobody there, with all the lights. And they do it with, you know, smiling to nobody. And Never then shuts. there's there's groundskeepers and there's all that stuff happens in the middle of the night. It's it's busy all the way through until they open. And, uh, you know, at this moment it's, there's, there's probably none of that happening now. So, uh, it's, it's a crazy thought, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you just got your trip in. I just got my trip in. Christian just got his move in. Uh, it seems like we all just kind of squeezed in our last, whatever that thing is that we wanted to do before this thing happened. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I literally got it in. Um, and it looks like for me at work right now, I'm probably going to start working from home as of next week Yeah, and live alone here in Phoenix. So I'm going to go from just having a lot of social interaction to pretty much having none because I'm with you at this point. I, you know, I, I, when I got, um, when I woke up in central California, just, what was that yesterday morning, 17th, I just hit the stores and just stocked up as much stuff as I could. You know, I, I we yeah. stopped to use the restroom and there were just a couple of little jugs of water on the floor. And, um, we had to almost like take it from the guy who worked there cause he was going to buy them. And I, it started to scare me. I was like, man, what the hell is happening? Like I, I, I did yeah. not, uh, I did not anticipate this when I got home. I saw the toilet paper stuff and the memes and everybody having fun. Um, I think it, people are a little bit more less scared in central California. It was when, when, you know, we woke up and went into a Walmart and got yeah. some basic stuff. You know, a lot of the water was pretty much gone. Um, the toilet paper of course is gone, which it's, uh, you know, I, it's funny that everybody's doing this whole toilet paper thing, but nobody I know, not a single person I know is concerned about toilet paper. I haven't talked to anybody that I know through text or one-on-one interaction or Facebook well, or anything. So who are these people? <laughs> I'll say now, uh, right now I am concerned. I wasn't a week ago, but I am now only because there's so many people out there hoarding it. So. But- but I mean, but if, if that, I have if toilet paper really goes down that bad. I mean, I know we're going to be concerned with food, medicine, like water. I like I will, I will take go in the in the in the shower and, and wipe off for uh, use an old t shirt or a rag. Like I just don't get why that's the big thing. That why I, I yeah, I think I, I think part it. of it is that you know you can turn the faucet on and water still comes out, but there's nothing that will replace the toilet paper other than your solution. <laughs> hey, you know what? Like. Maybe six months ago, maybe even longer than six months ago. I know it's been less than a year, though. I put bidets in all my toilets. And you were at my house recently, right? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, people laughed at me, and they're like, what do you need that? And I'm like, dude, I mean, like, <laughs> as without the bidet, you don't feel as clean. You know, with the bidet, right. dude, you feel squeaky clean. And apparently after this whole panic 
buying of toilet paper started to happen. People started buying bidets on Amazon, and they're all they've been sold out for a couple of weeks now. Are you kidding me? I'm <laughs> not. I'm not kidding you. And and um, I I'm, just don't get the, why the major concern is wiping your ass. I just I can't. I, I can't yeah, you know it. what I think it is, and and I'm guessing because I'm like you, right? I don't I don't see like why we need to hoard toilet paper, but what I think it is is. The people that did that in initially were like the doomsday prepper types, right? That were thinking, you know, eventually things are going to shut down and there's going to be civil unrest and you're not going to be able to get all the things you need. So I'm stocking up on canned food and dried goods and blah, 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 pasta and rice and toilet paper and bottled water and blah, blah, blah. And because of them, it created a a tidal wave or some kind of a domino effect that worked its way into the media and the media caused a frenzy with the people that didn't even think about it in the first place. And now people like you and me who never had it on our radar and still don't understand like what the big deal is about toilet paper. Now we are starting to go look for toilet paper because it's no longer available. Right. <laughs> so it's this domino yeah. effect. I went to Costco tonight and then they had tons of water and food and stuff, but they had no toilet paper. Yeah. Water. Like at no first, at first water was running out. I remember when I went to Costco last week to just do some regular grocery shopping. I wasn't even like, you know, doing this whole thing about stocking up for a lockdown. I just did regular grocery shopping and bottled water was out. And, uh, before we went to pay, I started noticing people walk by me in their carts full of bottled water. And so I said to Steph, hey, they, they uh, restocked the bottled water. So went to the back to go get some, and they had a rope across the aisle, and they were handing them out one package per customer. Wow. So they were already rationing it off, but toilet paper was already long gone. And that's why I, I, I you know, so I'm not advocating hoarding. But if you are, I get hoarding water, medicine, dry goods, things that you need to live, right? You can't li- – you'll die if you don't have them. Mm. But you'll find a way to clean your ass, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, right? If, the, if, if shit really goes that bad, you'll you'll figure that part out. I don't think that will be the major concern. <laughs> right. You know, if, if you're struggling to live, you just – you need food, you need water, you need medicine. You need those essential things to, to survive. So I get hoarding those things even right. though I don't think people should – I, I understand the. You're saying you understand it. it, yeah, yeah. I just, I am like really I okay. I'm, I'm gonna get off this topic because I'm probably just <laughs> right. gonna just spiral out of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I tend to do sometimes. <laughs> but you know, one thing that I want to um, talk about that's concerning to me is, and it, I'm sure this is everywhere because I've seen, and you've probably seen it too, because you and I have a lot of the sim- same friends that are in the industry. Is just all the people right now that are out of work. And that are just being laid off and that, um, you know, have no way to pay their bills or um, don't know what their future is going to look like. And it's it's very even my daughter, who is um, uh, uh, works for Alvarado Brewing Company in Monterey, just lost her job or been laid off, um, you know, temporarily. So and I know the government's trying to do things to compensate that and put money into people's pockets and help small businesses. But it's really, really, there are so many small businesses in this country that either break even or lose money or make a small profit that can't handle what's happening. And then at the same time, you have the government imposing that they have to give, you know, paid time off 
to their employees, which yeah. some of them just can't afford. And they're proposing. And the government's promising to give the money back, but it's like three months later, but they'll give it now. I mean, there's just so much misinformation. The math doesn't work out to me. I don't see how that'll work out. And then they're also proposing to landowners and property owners to have a moratorium on collecting rent so that people that are not working don't face the fear of eviction. Right. You know, but how can the government force you to do that? I don't know, but how look, those man, landlords then uh, they got to pay bills too. Like, so if they're not getting income from their renters, Hey, it's a domino then, effect too. So for example, like this podcast, a, a couple of my sponsors are tiki bars that are not open right now. Right. And, and what do I do? Do I send them an invoice at the end of the month? And I didn't think about that. That's so crazy. I, I, and I'm not going to, I can't, I mean, I, I, I just can't, how do I no, do how that? Could you? How do I, how do I go through my monthly billing cycle, fill out all my invoices, send them all out to like businesses that are closed down right now, you know? So with that said, I'm also affected with no income and it's residual to all of that, right? It's, it's a domino effect. So, uh, and so I keep pushing people to like, Hey, go to the website, buy some merch because that, that's going to be my only income source right now. But right. I mean, and it is what it said, is. I know cause you, you know? never say it. I, I'm going to say it that I hope listeners who are enjoying this podcast can do whatever they can do and send a little bit of money to help out whatever, if it's dollar, $5, it doesn't matter. Just I appreciate you saying that. Help. And, yeah. Because I know you won't. And you, and you know, um, times are tough and you, you shouldn't invoice your, your tiki bars that aren't even opening, but, um, people yeah. at this time, what are we paying? What is important right now? It's entertainment, right? It's, um, sure. Keeping us, keeping our minds busy while we're staying at home and trying not to, uh, infect other people or be infected. So that's where I think we should be giving our money to the people that are keeping us entertained and keep giving us something to do and listen to. So, Absolutely. If Adrian won't say it, I'm going to say it. Anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, please help out with whatever you can. I appreciate that, keep, Ross. Thank you so much. Keep the podcast afloat because I know everyone in the Tiki community appreciates it. Uh, everywhere, I mean, I've been on a lucky, been lucky enough to be on a couple of times, and everywhere I go and meet people, um, a lot of times people have heard me on the podcast or. You're one of the on favorites. Of the podcast. You're one of the again? favorites on the podcast. People talk about. <laughs> Talk about the stuff that we talk about, whether they agree with you or they agree with me or they disagree with whatever it is that what I mean, like, you know, everybody has their own opinions, which everyone's entitled to. That's fine. I, I'm not taking issue with that. Uh, all I'm saying is that you are one of the people that uh, your name comes up every once in a while when we talk about stuff, you know, so, uh, you know, and I always appreciate you being on the show. We always have a very animated discussion it seems <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's what's good because like you just said it doesn't really matter if people like me or don't like me or like you or don't like you or don't like our conversation as long as they're listening <laughs> right sure like, sure well and here's the thing too when people say you know oh so-and-so doesn't like me or if people are insecure about people not liking you I've never had so many haters in my life since I've started this podcast, <laughs> unless I have and I just didn't know it. And the truth is, it really doesn't bother me because that's the way the world works. We don't all get along. That's just the way the world works. And once you accept that not everyone's going to like you, just like you don't like everybody out there, right? There are no, actors and performers <laughs> that maybe like, you know, I've said before, I can't stand Bruce Willis and uh, performers, uh, I can't. I can't stand Justin Bieber. And look, that's the way the world works. And I'm sure he doesn't care that I don't like him. 
you know? Right. So, um, he doesn't know me, so why would he care? And <laughs> vice, vice versa, right? So if there's people that don't like this podcast, that's okay. Or they don't like me, that's okay, because just, that's just the way the world works. Once people accept that that's the way the world works, it's a lot easier to let all that roll off your back, you know? It'd be weird if everybody liked you. That would just be it strange. Would. It would. Of course some people aren't going to like you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, it is what it is. But for for the purposes of the podcast, as long as the dialogue is interesting enough that people want to comment on it and say that this bothered them or that they the point is they didn't stop listening. They kept listening. Yeah, they wanted a you know, and it and it, it kept them. Uh, it it listened. They listened so much they wanted to talk about it, whether it's negative or positive. To me, that just increases listeners and and shows that you're doing something that's keeping people's attention. Cause a lot of people put on podcasts and they just do other shit. You know, they're not right, really right. paying attention. They're cleaning the house. They're doing laundry. They're right. hanging out with friends. But if you made an impact enough for people to say something to you, whether it's positive or negative, they were truly listening. They got their attention. Sure. Aren't those the best ones though? The ones that hate you so much, they can't stop listening. <laughs> 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 they hate you so much. They want to hear what you say next so that they can hate you more. Exactly. Because so. <laughs> if it was really that bad, they would just stop listening. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, Hey man, it was nice chatting with you. I'm, I'm glad you made it home safe. And uh, it, it's going to be a weird couple weeks. If you want to do another uh, episode with me, let me know. And maybe we can do an update in a couple weeks and see where we are. Yeah, for sure. I'm down to do another one. Or, I, you know, I, I know you're probably doing a couple of them. You want to include me in anything. I'm, yeah. I plan like you. I just, I went and stocked up. Like, I'm ready for like 45 days. <laughs> yeah. I have so much water and food right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I. So uh, I'm going to be home and I'm not going to have a lot to do. <laughs> well, maybe we can figure out a way to do some kind of a video exchange and we can have a virtual happy hour of some sort. I'd love that. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's. I commented on a post earlier on Facebook today that like three days ago I was laughing at people posting things like that. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm in because I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm here in Phoenix and most of my family and friends are in the Bay Area and or in Southern California. So I I am pretty much just gonna be watching Netflix. You're and gonna be just, there, uh, yeah. Well, there's at home on myself because I'm not going. In. The purpose of me getting all my food and water and supplies was so that I don't have to leave. So yeah, I yeah, kind of got myself into that situation now. And like you, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And if there's anything I can do to make it easier for you to not feel so isolated out there. Let me know, man. Give me a call. Let's do a FaceTime. Or like I said, I think what I'm going to try to do, and I said this on a, uh, another episode, is I'm going to try to set up a live cam in here and maybe, I, I don't know if it's going to be a daily thing or whatever, but I'll turn on the cam and, and um, make a cocktail, interact with people on on that, you know. So well, I got to get that set up. So, um, But thanks again for being on the podcast. I'm glad you're home and safe. And... Uh, Maybe we'll talk soon. Of course. You too, man. Cheers and aloha. Cheers and aloha.